Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Progress After Dark. Tell me everything. Welcome to Channel 127. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Chris Hausseltz, our executive producer. Producer Thea Harper is running this show out of Brooklyn. I come to you from the Isle of Manhattan. And we're so happy to have you with us for the next few hours of your evening. 866-997-4748 is the number you dial to become a part of our show. We would love to hear from you all night. It's another one of those days with a whole lot of stories to cover. We're way past the Trump outrage of the day period, folks. Now we got to go back to covering a lot of stories every day. And fortunately, uh, a lot of things happen, both uh, horrific and contemptuous and inspiring and lovely. Tonight, we got our friend, uh, the great Bob Seska, coming in to talk about politics. Manifa Bandele of Moms Rising is here to talk about what they're really trying to do down there in Amarillo, Texas. How an anti-abortion group went judge shopping, found an anti-abortion judge who was really an anti-abortion activist that Trump made into a judge recently. And now they are trying to get a judge to throw out the FDA's approval of uh, the abortion drug that is responsible for the majority of abortions in this country. They're trying to get the judge to say the FDA was wrong to approve this drug, which has been in active use for 22 years and is, by all professional accounts, safer than Tylenol. That's how they're doing it, folks. They're going to try every way they can. We literally have a new question in this country, which is, do women have a right to not be pregnant? Do women even, yes, of course, women have a right to be pregnant, but do women have a right to not be pregnant? And I think that's one of the questions we need to start asking our right-wing loved ones and trolls on the internet. Do women have a right, no matter what, to not be pregnant? The Bible doesn't weigh in on this. The Bible's not against abortion, so it comes down to us. Here's what I know. Um, I know I don't have a right as a man to tell a woman she has no right to be pregnant. But Texas, well, they know better than you lovely ladies. We have a lot, a lot, a lot to cover. You've got Donald Trump's media company is now under investigation for money laundering. That's Truth Social. That's why he hasn't gone back to Twitter, kids. Congressman George Santos filed paperwork that would allow him to start getting donations for a re-election campaign, and I can't wait to meet the first person who donates to his re-election. You know it's going to be Kevin McCarthy. And, and by the way, last night, Anonymous hacked Tucker Carlson's Twitter account. You might have heard this at the time. 
they hacked Liar Tuck's whole account. And, of course, they changed his bio and told everyone that he was uh, a non-binary climate change activist of color, that he was an informal Zelensky advisor. <laughs> I heard Tucker was really upset, but the reality was, Tucker, Anonymous was just visiting your account as a harmless tourist. I mean, very respectful. It just took some pictures in spite of what you may have heard. And finally, Keith Price, our comedy daddy, will join us in hour number three. If you've enjoyed any of our recent interviews, we, my God, we've had some good ones. Ilhan Omar and Eugene Levy. Find me another show that gives you those two at the same time. Not at the same time, but the same week. Mm-hmm. Christoph Waltz was just here. Ryan Johnson. Uh, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters will be with us this coming Friday. He's in that new, terrific Woody Harrelson film about Special Olympics basketball players. And Katie Sackhoff is going to be sitting down for a conversation. Uh, if you're a fan of The Mandalorian or the Battlestar Galactica, you know all about Miss Sackhoff's work. She's having a real, real great season on the show this year. We're very, very excited to have her come into the studio. And I'm really sad that Chris is thousands of miles away in South Carolina and can't be there for that. This weekend, uh, if you're upstate New York anywhere, come to uh, Lenox, New York, to see Kevin Bartini and me at the uh, Berkshire Mountains Comedy Festival. I'm really excited to be getting back on stage for 2023 before the year ends. Also, hello to everyone listening live. On SiriusXM, you guys can always call us, 866-997, you know the rest. Hello to everyone listening on demand on the John Fuglesang podcast or on the SiriusXM app. If you've missed any of our recent interviews with any of the great guests, go to the app and hear them all. Okay, are we all set? Are we all ready? We've got everything covered here. Let's do a show. Guys, remember when Donald Trump first ran for president in 2015? And the world was reasonably certain they could treat this as a joke. I mean, his his campaign announcement was so racist, he got fired from his own TV show. Huffington Post eventually had to only cover his candidacy in their entertainment section. But then the debates began, and we all watched Donald Trump eviscerate all the Republicans who had come before and all who would oppose him now. He humiliated Jeb Bush and Carly Fiorina and Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. He, he, he humiliated George W. Bush. He got pretty much every Republican in the world to finally stop defending Bush and awful Bush policies and the Iraq war. Trump was finally the one to convince them they'd all been brainwashed because they found a brainwash they liked better. And we loved it, right? We sane people loved watching Donald Trump tear the party a new one because those godless empty suit trickle down shills deserved it. And we all knew it was all in fun. Because Donald Trump would never actually become president. You know, it was like the angels had Trojan horse Don Rickles into the RNC for heckle the hypocrites night. And it was beautiful. But then he got the nomination and the presidency, even though the majority of us voted against his agenda. And Trump turned that hatred on everyone, not just Republicans. You were there. Women, minorities, refugees, poor people, anti-racism activists, the Pope, the nice Pope. Trump went after the Pope. His holiness against his assholiness. And then, of course, he had a completely disastrous presidency. Don't let anyone tell you he didn't. Presided over the single worst jobs record since the Great Depression. Two government shutdowns. Two impeachments. two, Three Supreme Court justices. One of them stolen. One a perjurer. And one hypocritically picked after 50 million Americans had already voted. The first Supreme Court to take rights away from Americans. COVID came, and instead of seeing the virus as a public health threat, Trump treated the virus as a threat 
to his reelection and his economy, and he downplayed it even after it hit in full force in April of 2020. He consistently trivialized its severity, lied to people it was safe, told them to fill the pews on Easter Sunday. And over a million Americans went on to die. The family separation policy, his refusal to accept a fair election, inciting an insurrection that really should be called a terrorist attack. He deregulated the banks and the railroads, huh? See how well that worked out? Every one of Donald Trump's White House budget proposals included cuts to Social Security and Medicare programs. 25% of all the debt the United States has accrued in our 240-plus year history came under Donald Trump in four years. I'm going to say that again. One quarter of all the debt in the 240-year history of this country came from Donald Trump's four years. 30,000 demonstrable lies and the first president since Herbert Hoover during the Great Depression to leave office with fewer jobs in the country than when he entered. I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking that guy could never get the office again. I catch myself thinking that all the time. I can't wait for Trump to beat DeSantis to get the nomination because Trump will be so easy to beat. How could he ever win after January 6th? Plus, the things have gotten better. I mean, you would know it from watching our media. We have the lowest unemployment rate since the moon landing. 15 million jobs created. Workers' wages rising for the first time in decades. Infrastructure spending. First bipartisan gun legislation in 30 years. More affordable drugs for seniors. I mean, Biden called for extending the $35 monthly cap on insulin to all Americans in his budget. Here's Joe Biden today in Las Vegas highlighting plans to cut prescription drug costs. And he's lamenting the fact that most Americans don't really have any faith anymore that this government can actually accomplish good things. A lot of people have lost faith in government for a lot of reasons. And here's the deal. We promised these things and they haven't seen it. I don't know whether you've been surprised, but the number of people who've come up to me after January 1st saying, I cut, you cut my insulin costs, $35. Like, I didn't believe government would really do it. But there's a lot more coming. A lot more coming. And again, let me end by thanking the medical people that are here and the students. It really matters. It really, really, really matters. And all you have to do, like many people in this audience, have been a consumer, significant consumer of health care. My son spent 18 months knowing he was dying in the hospital. The docs and nurses just changed it. Changed it. They, they made it. They took care of him. My wife and daughter were killed in a, in a trucking accident. My two boys were expected not to live. You guys saved them. And you saved their sanity as well. So I think that, uh, you know, we vastly underestimate and you underestimate the psychological impact you have on people, not just the medical impact you have on So I'm here to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, but he's old and has a stammer. And talk slow, so media won't report it. It doesn't get ratings. But Biden's pressure on big pharma is slowly beginning to work a little bit. The Inflation Reduction Act lowered drug costs for seniors. Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk both caved. They lowered insulin to 35 bucks. And this administration is fining drug companies when they price gouge. And, and by the way, North Carolina just announced 
they're finally going to start accepting expanded Medicaid funds. Hey, welcome to Obamacare in North Carolina. It's great to have you. And the media won't report any of this because it doesn't get ratings. It doesn't get eyeballs. It doesn't get clicks. But Trump gets ratings. He gets eyeballs. He gets clicks. And Donald Trump is running for president. And, and, and again, he's really running for president, guys. If there was any doubt that he was serious about his 2024 campaign, I have become convinced there are two things that prove he really means it. Number one, just like it's 2015, he is back to attacking other Republicans. And number two, he's back to colluding with foreign governments to cheat. So this is really what we've got to focus on. And I don't want to talk about it. You know, since the midterms, we've tried to have more celebrities and have more doctors and mental health subjects and history and not be mired in this muck all the time. Who wants to think about this? Savvy, we'll cover the basics. We'll make fun of it. Then we'll move on to other stuff. It's important, right? But the reality is, and the narrative that we must accept is that Donald Trump is going to try to steal the presidency again. He can't stop. Can't stop lying. Can't stop grifting. Can't stop cheating. And he can't stop asking other countries to help him cheat for profit and power. He used stolen emails from a foreign government to cheat in 2016. His second campaign manager had to drop out because of his collusion with Russia in 2016. Donald Trump tried to collude with Ukraine to cheat in the 2020 election. Zelensky didn't give him what he wanted. Donald Trump orchestrated an attack on our capital to cheat in the 2020 election. Right now, Trump is trying to get aid from how many countries? I mean, how many countries? Russia, definitely. Saudi Arabia, definitely. China, definitely. Turkey, definitely. Hungary, probably. Israel and Egypt, UAE, maybe. But again, you know what? It's all about serving Putin because Putin's got a problem. You might have noticed it's over a year now. And this cakewalk he thought he would have in Ukraine never materialized. We have witnessed an incredible solidarity of nations supporting Ukraine's right to continue existing. And a lot of the right-wing people in this country who loved calling you an appeaser because you didn't like George Bush's war back then, well now, my God, they're Neville Chamberlaining all over the place and they just can't wait. They can't wait to let Hitler invade Poland. Or in this case, to let Putin invade Ukraine. Ron DeSantis flipped on this just this week. Trump rightfully called him out for it. And I hate to agree with Trump, <laughs> but Trump said it. DeSantis is trying to be me. And he is. Putin is in trouble. Putin knows he, he's probably not going to be able to win this thing. He's not going to win it and look good. I mean, who else can he conscript? Putin has pulled every guy off the street to go fight. Putin's been pulling people out of jail to go be cannon fodder at the front lines. Troops are abandoning their posts. They can still do a lot of damage, but boy, we've seen the videos of troops beating their commanding officers. Who else can he conscript? Putin needs Trump because Trump will pull the U.S. out of NATO. You know it would. You know he would. Donald Trump would pull the U.S. out of NATO. And by the time we get to 2024 Election Day, I bet you, brothers and sisters, I guarantee you that Fox News will regularly be demonizing the existence of NATO and one of their main talking points <laughs> in two years, it's not going to be trans kids playing sports. It's not going to be drag queen story hour. It's going to be NATO. And why should we have to fight someone else's war? I'm against war. 
but I'm more against Hitler. So Putin needs Trump to be president, right? How else can Putin win this? I mean, what do you think Putin would do to help Donald Trump become president so Trump can shut down the NATO support? Donald Trump will be running, signaling and to Putin that this is what he would do, and he will be promising to pull the U.S. out of NATO. And again, you and I, being sane people, would say, oh, you're promising that you'll help Putin commit genocide on the people of Ukraine. But the MAGAs, they love it. They love Putin. That's, that's the thing about being a MAGA today. If you're a Trump supporter, you've you got to love freedom and Vladimir Putin. Those two things. And any liberal that tells you that you can't love freedom and Putin at both at the same time is a groomer. That, that's it. Carry on. Send us a check. I mean, part of me feels that Trump needs to beat DeSantis because Biden can beat Trump. I, I, we talk about the odds all the time on this. And I worry all the time that if we indict Trump, he, he, he won't be able to lose in 2024. And you could get President Ron DeSantis. Joe Biden's going to have it tough no matter who the nominee is. He's going to be up against Donald Trump, most likely. Not, probably not DeSantis. But Joe Biden's going to be dealing with an election that is not a free and fair election in the United States. And you know it won't be. There will be new restrictions on voting rights in place by then. They already are. State legislatures are trying to rig it at the state level that Republican legislators can throw out the will of voters in counties if they don't like it and think it's suspect. I don't know if you heard about this new guy owns Twitter, but he's not going to do anything to stop lies. He's not going to do a damn thing. He has shown us he will let disinformation flourish on that site and deep fakes bring them. Other countries are going to pour money into Donald Trump's campaign. It's already rigged at the Supreme Court level. And again, Joe Biden has the DNC. They often find a way to blow it. But make no mistake, <laughs> it's going to be tough. And the Republican race is between two candidates. One is Trump and the other is not Trump. Just enter establishment candidate here. And there's only one of those, the doughy, bigoted, petulant charisma deficit that is Ron DeSantis. For any media that's doing stories about the other candidates gunning for the GOP nomination, they are filling their airtime. They are wasting your time. Guys, don't watch any more cable news stories or network news stories about Nikki Haley on the campaign trail. Don't nothing. Don't nothing about Mike. Mike Pompeo um, puts his hat in the right. Don't even read them. These are not serious candidates. It's going to be Trump. Or it's going to be not Trump, and the only not Trump is DeSantis. Fox News had a whole article today. I read it in Politico. Chris Christie heading to New Hampshire later this month, sparking more 2024 speculation. Oh, my God. He's going to the New Hampshire Institute of Politics for over two decades. The Institute, which hosts the well-known Politics and Eggs speaker series, has been a must-stop for actual or potential White House contenders from both major parties. Guys, Christie knows he will not get the presidency. Christie also knows that this thing... He'll get free eggs. That's that's really all. And then John's you hear about the John Sununu's son. They're saying this guy's going to get in the ring. John John Sununu's son, the governor of New Hampshire, who's on the record supporting abortion rights. Yeah, he's going to get the nomination. It's all a joke. Don't trust the media that tries to sell you on a Republican horse race. Trump is the clear favorite to get the nomination. I spent all last year terrified of Ron DeSantis. But in reality, the boy who cried woke. DeSantis is now getting so much hate from, from MAGA. They hate him so much, he's legally a black woman. That's how much they hate him. And now Trump is escalating with DeSantis. NBC reported, uh, Make America a Great Again, Inc. is filing a 15-page complaint with the Florida Commission on Ethics. 
and they gave a copy of it to NBC News, and it asks the commission to probe whether Ron DeSantis' super PACs, his personally lucrative book tour, and a continued wave of state-level campaign contributions, among other things, are unlawful because they serve his personal political objectives in furtherance of his personal financial gain at the expense of Florida taxpayers. I, I, I know, right? This is how deep Donald Trump's hypocrisy goes. He'll go after Ron DeSantis for trying to do what he did. But it is amazing to see Trump doing this to other Republicans again. I feel like it's 2015. Federal prosecutors involved in the criminal investigation in Trump's social media company last year, we now know, began examining whether it violated money laundering statutes with the acceptance of $8 million with suspected Russian ties. Trump media is under investigation for money laundering. This is according to The Guardian. $8 million in loans the company got with ties to Russia. And Trump media, for those who don't know, they're the owners of Truth Social, Trump's floundering, shitty, right-wing, racist hellhole website. The one he won't give up to come back to Twitter. We've all been thinking, hey, Elon, let Trump back on. Why won't Trump come over? He's over there on that loser site. Well, now we know. Donald Trump Jr. personally approved one of the Trump media loans that are under investigation. Nine years ago, Eric bragged, we have all the funding we need out of Russia. It might wind up being confirmed that Truth Social is still alive because of $8 million of illicitly laundered Russian money with connections to Putin. On top of this, in a matter of days, a grand jury here in Manhattan could completely flip the script and make Donald Trump the first former president in history to face criminal charges. Stormy Daniels testified. Atlanta is very close to having a decision if they're going to investigate Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. Special Counsel Smith is tightening, tightening down in his federal probes of Trump in January 6th. And Trump is loving it. He's promised to stay in the race if he gets indicted. He's telling reporters, I wouldn't even think about leaving. It'll enhance my numbers. And he's right. He's right. The Law and Order Party love themselves some criminality. And polls show he got a boost among Republican voters after the FBI searched his house in Mar-a-Lago. He got a boost after his first impeachment. He got a boost after his second impeachment. And what does he sell these white people? Victimhood and vengeance. It's all set up. He will cry fake news. He will cry witch hunt. And he will ride the indictments. And that's what we're facing. Putin has to have Trump win. So Putin wins the war. And Trump has to have Trump win so Trump can stay out of jail. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. 
And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we are back. This is SiriusXM Progress, live and interactive till midnight on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on the Pacific. As we mentioned earlier, The Guardian has reported that federal prosecutors in New York involved in the criminal investigation into Trump's shitty social media company last year, well, they started sniffing around and examining whether they might have actually violated money laundering laws. With $8 million they came in, with suspected Russian ties. What does that mean? That means I'm going to talk to our next guest about the Oscars. Bob Seska is one of the best guys on politics and pop culture. Maybe you fell in love with him on the Stephanie Miller Show or the columns at Salon.com. We are blessed to have him every Wednesday, even though we still haven't come up with a cool name for this segment yet. Mr. Seska, welcome back. Oh, we need to come up with a name then. Oh, my yeah, God. Gotta, yeah, I, I pressure's to... on. Yeah, I just realized. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. good to see you, sir. I, I know that Donald Trump is now facing indictment possibly as soon as this week in New York. We're going to see yeah. what Jack Smith does. We're going to see, of course, what happens with the DA in Georgia. We are now made aware that they are investigating Truth Social, and this would make a lot of sense. He's been in laundering money his whole life with real estate. This, of course, would explain why he won't go back on Twitter. So the real question is... What do you think of Picard and the Mandalorian and the Oscars this week? Because <laughs> I just it can't be this cretin all the time, Mr. Seska. It can't yeah, be this I know. cretin all the time. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, let's start with the important thing first, and that is uh, Star Trek Picard is, if not the best Star Trek, tied for the best Star Trek with Strange New Worlds, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, and that's season call. three. Season three in particular is what I'm talking about, because this series, this particular season of this series has just nailed what Star Trek is all about, as far as I'm concerned. In a, in a different way than the way Strange New Worlds nailed Star Trek. It's like they nailed different eras of Star Trek, we'll right. put it that way. And the showrunner on uh, Picard Season 3, a guy named Terry Metalis, is, uh, is quite possibly the Star Trek... Well, let's put it this way. Uh, <laughs> what Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau are to Star Wars, Terry Metalis is to Star Trek. Ah, keeper That's, of the flame, keeper of the flame, like yeah, super fan someone who, who got to run the super fan who got to run the franchise. Yeah, and then really, really knows what the franchise is all about. Really knows what this kind of storytelling is all about, and has created. I, God, the 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 first what is it? The first four, three, four episodes has been some of the tightest writing I've seen uh, for television since well, I don't know Fargo season two, which wow. was one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. And uh, yeah, this guy, Terry Metellus. And I, you know, I said almost the exact same thing this morning on Stephanie, uh, Stephanie's show, Stephanie Miller's show. I, I'm used to your leftovers here. Yes, please go ahead. Give, <laughs> offer us more of the rehashed opinions <laughs> yeah. that were fresh this morning, please. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I, I mean, I said it in a different way, but suffice to say, uh, uh, I said it on Stephanie Miller's show this morning. And a couple of hours later, I get this great, very gracious and thankful, grateful DM from uh, Terry Metellus. Ah, who was very nice. appreciative of the kind words. And so, nice. yeah, I thought that was a really classy thing to do. He didn't certainly didn't have to do that. He's at it's the, on the top of the world that he, right he listens to Stephanie yeah. Miller. So, you know, he's got good taste. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, he heard it secondhand. He, okay. Apparently, all of his friends were calling him and saying, 
oh my god you wouldn't believe what they said on the stephanie miller show this morning oh, that's great because i guess it's rare that star trek comes up on that show i gotta but i gotta be honest to Travis, I, I, I get to talk about it i've been playing catch up with it i only just got the paramount app for that harrison ford yeah western show and uh we 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 have made it to season two and begun season two so i'm trying to catch up but i've heard season three is wonderful and yeah. i love jerry ryan and she follows me on twitter and i'm going to try to get her on the show so uh i've been stalking yeah she's great yeah and i desperately want to see coming out of this season which by the way if you're still watching picard seasons one and two season three is almost a totally different show that's how different it is from the first two seasons. There's season two is quite different from season. Season two is quite a different show from season one. It, it seems like almost That's like true. they decided for this series to to make every season sort of like, you know, an, an eight hours, an eight hour Star Trek movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much that way with season three. And so uh, it's extraordinarily impressive. And what I really want to see, and I think I speak for a lot of fans when I say this. Well, first of all, the fans are united around this assessment. It's like everyone, all the Star Wars fans love The Mandalorian. All Star Wars fans love Andor. All Star Trek fans are loving uh, Picard Season 3. And what I want to see out of this is a spinoff series with Seven of Nine and Captain Liam Shaw. Uh, ah. Between Jerry Ryan and Todd Stashwick, I think they would be great leads in a continuing saga about the USS Titan A, which mm. has just become a fan favorite. Uh, there was a speech that Todd Stashwick did as Liam Shaw in the most recent episode about Wolf 359. And those of you who are Star Trek fans will know what Wolf 359 is. It's Locutus of Borg destroying, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of Federation shows. It was a gigantic massacre. And so uh, he does the speech about Wolf 359 and the trauma he experienced during that event. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen, one of the best monologues I've ever seen in Star Trek. A lot of superlatives for this show, John. No, no, I, I, I really appreciate your passion for it. You're making me excited to, <laughs> to catch up on the rest and, and binge when I should be feeding my child. Uh, any Mandalorian thoughts? Chris, I know you saw the new one today. Today was the day that Mandalorian turned into Andor uh, and, and started <laughs> off Mandalorian. Then we went Book of Boba Fett and had a 40-minute diversion away from the story to do an Andor-style subplot about the cloning scientist and then uh, came back for uh, final five minutes of Mandalorian. Oh, good, good. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so oh, thank you. Well, thank you for just that gave uh, rundown. It, yeah, just gave away a no, little bit. No, that's okay. I, I knew that already. I mean, I knew it's generally very what was going to be happening. Yeah, but, it's, it's very different. Yeah. It's very fun. Uh, Academy Awards, Mr. Seska. Yeah, uh, really exciting. It was uh, wonderful to see... Uh, Michelle Yeoh win. It was wonderful yeah. to see Brendan Fraser win. It was wonderful to see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis win. I, I love that she uh, po pointed out her husband, Christopher Guest, who I'm a huge fan right. of. And so, yeah, I was. I thought it was a, a great event. Uh, and the one thing that occurred to me while watching it is, and I think we lose sight of this as uh, viewers, which is that it's not so much about the competition. I think uh, to calibrate our expectations for the Oscars, it's really about, to me, it's about taking three hours out of our year to celebrate American filmmaking or worldwide filmmaking. Yes. And uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking out a big chunk of primetime television on a network to say, hey, look, this is art and we're celebrating art and the people who make the art. And to me, that's always a win, irrespective of whether you know everyone's watching like they used to 20 30 years ago exactly right uh, yeah i enjoyed yeah. it i thought i, I yeah. enjoyed it i was i was really glad to see the the film that i 
said a year ago was going to be the best picture of the year actually win because usually the kind of films I like don't get nominated. So uh, right, it, was, right. it was really a riot. Let's talk now about another film we like, uh, which is um, watching <laughs> Donald Trump walk between raindrops. Uh, this new yeah. piece from The Guardian about the Russian money laundering through Truth Social. I mean, no one's shocked by it. Maybe like so many other announcements, anything relating to money or money laundering it always disappears. I, I, I kind of thought, you know, Robert Mueller brought in all these money laundering experts, but then decided to not choose to follow the money, which is the scariest part to me. Mm-hmm. I know that corrupt people laundering money through New York real estate is a very old, sacred way of doing business, maybe because it was through his shitty website, Truth Social, that now they're leaning in. But um, I think this explains to us why Donald Trump has refused to come back to Twitter, even though he's got a, millions of followers waiting for his first return tweet. He can't. He's yeah, got to yeah. save this site. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the uh, FE- the SEC is really kind of in a position right now to destroy the whole thing. Because in order for Truth Social, and I always want to call it what he calls it, which is Troth Central. Troth but, Central. Uh, <laughs> Troth Central. He did that once, and I just can't let go of it. Uh, yeah, what he needs for that app to ultimately succeed is to partner with this company DWAC which would then uh put the uh, uh put the truth god I always want to I, I always stammer when I get to that the name of the app Trump's app would then go public that's what I'm trying to get at right. with this right. if it if it couples with DWAC and that's being stopped right now by the SEC and in addition in that process we just discovered today no news has come out about this until the Guardian's reporting and Hugo Lowe doing some great reporting on this as well, uh, saying that uh, the app was infused. Trump media was infused with eight million dollars in loans that came in two tranches, one, I think, in the amount of two million and then in the subsequent six million totaling eight million. And they came from two different banks. Uh, and both of those banks have ties to. Uh, to Russians. And ultimately, this one Russian who worked in the Russian government worked in the what is it? Ministry of Justice, who was who worked in the presidential office, who's very close. And I, I believe maybe related in some way to Putin. Okay. By, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of unclear. But regardless, once again, on the table is another Russia based investigation into Donald Trump. And to bear in mind this, too, (laughs) this is Department of Justice, John. This is not some local investigation. This is SDNY. So this is a federal investigation. Uh, I don't know where that investigation is right now. The article is unclear about that. But if they're pursuing uh, possible money laundering charges here, yeah, you just add that to the list. Uh, so you what you're saying. what you're saying is what you're saying is, Mr. Seska, don't worry. Merrick Garland's on the motherfucker. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that right. Well, Merrick yes. is stra- I don't Mer- know. Merrick Garland's strapped and riding that, into but... town, and he's 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 ready. Don't... <laughs> yeah, and I, and I hope that this is one of those things too that won't be dragged out as long as the two grand juries in D.C. have been dragged out. But, you know, ultimately, I guess I understand why they're taking so long, as we've discussed here, John. They're they're inventing a new thing, which is investigating and prosecuting an ex-president, which has never been done before. So I think this is now a process of establishing the tradition and, and the uh, procedures for actually doing that in a way 
that is ultimately unimpeachable that will survive the test of time and that maybe won't be as exploited as we might think. So in that regard, okay, take your time, but remember the clock is ticking because Mm -hmm. this could all go away on January 20th, 2025, depending on who wins. So that's, that's the thing that I keep, I keep watching the clock. It's all about TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Uh, And that's the, that's the end game in all of this. Yeah, I, I, I literally don't know what's worse. Trump being indicted and then it helps him. Yeah. Or Trump being indicted and it knocks him out of the race and allows Ron DeSantis to become our president. I, I honestly mm-hmm. don't know which is worse. I've come to believe, and I opened the show with this, that Vladimir Putin needs Donald Trump to win. Vladimir Putin needs us out of NATO. There's going to be yeah. so much money from Turkey and Hungary and probably China poured into trump's campaign um we'll see i mean we'll see but we just found out today that stormy daniels confirmed that she met with the manhattan prosecutors looking into trump's hush money payments alvin bragg Mm -hmm. the new york da has had a bit of a roller coaster on this he he was criticized widely for not doing anything and now people are thinking well are you trying too hard to do something that's not exactly airtight um what do you think that the fact that after all these years the stormy daniels story is back on the headlines yeah, it's interesting because it kind of snuck up on us. Uh, I think the grand jury was impaneled sometime in January. So it's, yeah. again, relatively new and it's moving quite quickly as grand juries uh, tend to not do, <laughs> as we've seen in Fulton yes. County, for example, where now they're on their second grand jury. So uh, the one thing I keep thinking about regarding the Stormy Daniels, the potential prosecution of Donald Trump for that hush money payment to Stormy Daniels is It's going to come down to Donald Trump's defense saying that he was extorted. Nothing happened between him and Stormy Daniels. He's and he's already arguing this. And he's saying saying no affair. He's he's saying no no affair. affair. Right. He hasn't said there was no seven seconds of copulation. But go on, please. (laughs) That is actually true. He's he's trying to draw a distinction without a difference here. And uh, when it comes to ultimately being in a court of law, though, he can't claim extortion and say that he had sex with her, too. That, that that's impossible. That's an impossible yeah. argument to make. Now, suffice to say, his lawyer looks like someone who should be, you know, pumping and dumping webistic stock with Christopher Moltisanti in an episode <laughs> of The Sopranos. <laughs> You're talking but, about uh, Joe, Ta- Joe Tacopina. We'll be playing some of uh, yeah. his appearance on Ari Melber last night later in the show. But, <laughs> that's but right. You're- you're right. Donald Trump's official word now is that he never had an affair with this woman. Mm-hmm. He never had sex with this woman. And he paid her $130,000 to say he never had sex. So he paid a woman he never had sex with to say they never had sex. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's the argument. official story. But what's amazing about it, not just that his, his lawyer is saying that when he was lying, he wasn't lying, but also it doesn't really matter if he had sex with her yeah. or not on a legal level. it's all about the payment and it doesn't matter one iota it's just all about did you write the checks for the hush money payment that's it you're a co-conspirator i've been grossing people out with this all day john and i'm i'm kind of like i don't know 60 75 serious when i say this there could be an instance in the course of this prosecution the course of this uh trial of donald trump where he could be asked to produce a photograph of his penis. Just like, mm. remember the Michael Jackson thing where yes. people were describing what his penis looked like? And oh, in yes. order to in order to prove that, they had to take a picture of Michael Jackson's penis. Well, 
in order to prove that Stormy Daniels had sex with uh, Donald Trump, it seems as though they would have to kind of verify that in some way and and to mm-hmm. match up a photograph with her description of that character from the Mario games <laughs> would be the way they actually do that. So at some point we could be sitting here, John, and well, God, we've already done it. But at some point, the entire world could be sitting around talking about how Donald Trump had a picture of his penis taken. Well, <laughs> we can only doors. hope. The good yeah. people of America can only hope that day comes. Uh, right. can, I, can I ask you a, a question, Mr. Seska, sure. that's been puzzling me? Why do you think both Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones are doing that whole Nick Fuentes thing where they, you know what the bigots do in the white supremacists? They put something out there. OK, they'll mm-hmm. put out like a piece of inflammatory thing. Some people even say, I'm not saying that, you know, they'll they'll distance yeah. themselves. Nick Fuentes is like something racist and then say, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. It triggered you liberals. But they got the <laughs> thing out. They got the thing out onto the airwaves. And that's what the game is. I've just seen both Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones raise the topic of Trump and autism. Yeah. Now, I know why Tucker's doing that. He's trying to find a grateful way out the Magador. But what do you think mm-hmm. this is really about? I mean, obviously, even frothing idiots like Alex Jones know how bad Trump is for Republicanism. But autism, they're going to do this yeah. now? Yeah. And I've talked to a few people with autism who said, that, oh, he definitely doesn't have autism. Yeah, but what doesn't. I'm thinking is <laughs> what, what I'm thinking is, is that this is. First of all, something that's probably gone out behind closed doors. There are uh, uh, email groups and uh, social media groups that happen uh, privately where a lot of these talking points get disseminated. And I think that may be the ultimate source of this. There, may, It may be a trial balloon to say, because Donald Trump's putting this on the table by asking the other presidential candidates to take a cognitive test. Same directly at Joe Biden. Plus, mm. Ron DeSantis is going to be making a big deal out of uh, Donald Trump's age, uh, certainly mm-hmm. Joe Biden's age. And the way he was playing baseball with Brian Kilmeade the other morning, putting the youthful, vigorous thing on display, you know, because he's only 44 years old somehow. Uh, I think this may be a way for this may be a way to say, well, here's why Donald Trump behaves the way he behaves. This may Mm -hmm. be an excuse for, I don't know, his awkward blurts for the fact that he. <laughs> of course, this could be it. I mean, it's a it's ham fisted and insulting. Just put it out the there. Just 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 asking questions. We're just asking questions. Yeah. By the way, folks, neither <laughs> yeah. neither Tucker Carlson nor Alex Jones are doctors. Bob, how do our listeners no. follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, the Bob Seska. Also, my podcast is Bob dot com. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fiegelsang. This is SiriusXM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Some of y'all been on hold for a very long time, and I thank you for it. We're going to get to your calls right now. Please stay with us. Don't hang up. Linda in Kansas, thank you so much and welcome. Hi, um, I want to express appreciation for your interviewing Diana Butler Bass. Oh, I'm glad someone will. Thank you. I got attacked. By, if I'm not getting attacked by the people on the left, I'm getting attacked by the people on the right. But we had an angry atheist last night that I would that I had had Diana Butler Bass on the show. So I'm so glad you liked it. I uh, I her your interview with her over Christmas just re- really got me through, and I really appreciate it. She's brilliant. Brilliant. And she's one of those people that like talks about religion and faith in a way that's never embarrassing or creepy or smells like someone's trying to sell you a con. Exactly. Exactly. And I wanted to ask if you ever heard of the theologian Walter Wink. Yes, I have, but I haven't read him. I would suggest that you do. He has excellent interpretation of of the parables. Um, I thought of him when you were talking one time about Jesus being nonviolent and especially his interpretation of three of uh, the parables about turning the other cheek, giving the, the, your shirt as well as your cloak, and walking the extra mile. Those he's are the got, ones. He's got ex- excellent interpretations. Um, for example, walking the extra mile, Roman, when Rome built roads, they put mile markers, mm. and according to the law, they could constrict, uh, conscript someone to carry their pack for them, which had to weigh, you know, 100 pounds because they had to carry absolutely everything. But it was against the law for them to um, conscript someone to walk a second mile. By law, they could only walk one mile. Oh, how interesting. If a soldier forced someone to walk a second mile, the soldier would be punished. So much of that stuff, so so much when you talk to theologians, you see that so much of these teachings actually pertain directly to being occupied by the Romans, uh, which was something you couldn't come out and actually criticize openly. So you had to find interesting ways to do it, like in a parable. Exactly. And it's street theater. He's got three really scholarly books, but I recommend you look for the book called The Powers That Be. It's 200 pages. It's an easy read. For example, if a person is in if I am in debt to you, if I as a man, if I'm a man and I'm in debt to you, you could go to court and you could get my outer coat. Because as a poor yes. person, I had two pieces That's of clothing, right. an That's inner right. tunic and outer coat. I could give, you could take my outer coat, but... And Jesus shows up and tells and says, essentially, fuck your outer coat. Right, because the shame of nakedness was not felt by the, per- was not on the person who was naked, but on the person that beheld it. Mm-hmm. So That's I, what happened with I Noah. If I, aid you, if I owed you so much, I gave you my shirt and I was naked, the shame was yours. It was not mine. Yeah. Um, I love, just it. A I love lot putting of, it in context. A lot of great street theater. And one other quick question. I could use your help. I've been a pacifist for years, but with Russia invading Ukraine, that really challenges my pacifism. Me too. I mean, the question is, yes, we're, we're obviously against all war. But what would you do if you were alive and Hitler wanted to invade Poland and Czechoslovakia? What would you do? And when we know that Putin is a guy who killed 50,000 Chechens, he killed 14,000 of his own troops invading Chechnya. We know that up to 200,000 Russian troops may have already died from this. I don't necessarily believe all the figures, you know, Western governments give us about how many Russians have died, but it's still terrible. 
what do you do? I mean, a lot of right wingers who never liked peace before are now saying, well, they should have peace talks now. But the part of me that's been studying this my whole life says peace talks now before Russia leaves their borders. Peace talks now while Russia's still bombing their nuclear facilities. I mean, I just I've never seen right wing guys suddenly become so anti-war, except for the fact it's pro-authoritarianism and there's no oil in Ukraine. So they don't have anything in the game. Yeah, it, it just really challenges my pacifism. It's challenges I, for me as well. And look, I, we can all agree no American troops must be committed. Uh, and again, we can criticize Joe Biden all day for feeding the military industrial complex. The most evil people in America are the ones who profit off of war and make these for profit bombs. And they're having a killing off of this. We can talk about it all day. There's so many reasons why it's evil. But is Putin's invasion and rape of a population and the mass slaughter of men, women and children <laughs> Is that more evil than self-defense? This right. is what it comes down to. Christ would say no. Christ would say turn the other cheek. Mm. And that's a, that's another. There's another Walter Wink interpretation of that 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 uh, I can give if you have time. But I'd encourage you to to look up his book, The Powers That Be. You'd love it. I will check it out. But call up more often, Linda, because I love this kind of stuff. When I was a kid, and I heard that you know the Russian army hated mustard seeds because they would grow into these like tumbleweed things that would blow and inconvenience them. And the Russian, I mean, the the, the Roman army uh, hated the, the, the tumbleweeds that grew out of mustard seeds. It made me realize when Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, he was being really politically subversive in a safe way. So I'm all mm-hmm. for that kind of analysis. I find it fascinating. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. 866-997-GRIT. Let me go to Steve in Chicago. You've been on hold for so long. Thank you, sir. Well, John, thanks for taking my call. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I listen to your show quite often, but I never have the well, opportunity hi. to call in. So, well, I'm honored. Thank on, you. You're on from what, 8 to 10 or 8 to 11? It depends where in the country you are. Around where you are, I think I'm 8 to 11 there. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? I definitely agree with your uh, opening statement. Everything on Trump and the, and the party uh, was basically spot on. You know, uh, I served 24 years in the Navy, and, and at that time, when I, when I retired in 2000, I was a Republican. And you know what? I have switched over to being a Democrat, a Green, a Libertarian, and now I'm a progressive. But I'll actually really say is I am, uh, I follow, I'm, some people call me an Eisenhower Republican. Yeah, you know, me too. Uh, th- that gentleman knew what fascism was was our, our 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 leader you know and took down the nazis and yep. uh i that's that's kind of where i'm going with this you know i'm a I, I, listen i always I'm say i'm i'm not a democrat i've never belonged to a political party but i always say i feel like I feel like I'm an Eisenhower Republican in terms of what Eisenhower did to make the 50s such a prosperous decade. I, I I think we should do that. He was the last Republican president to balance a budget and have a surplus. That's base level confidence. Let's I mean, the competency. Let's go back to that. I hear you. I hear you. So my only uh, my only thing I want to go to task with you, John, okay. is you talked about these 15 million jobs that Biden has created. Look, I'm an environmental consultant. I, I work with a lot of union people, even though I am not a union person myself. But, the, I, you know, I'm in all different kind of places, John. I'm in, I work in hotels. I work in industrial facilities, homes, schools, all that stuff. Right I, on. I, I talk to a lot of people. Where are these jobs? 
where are they? Hotels, fast food. Yeah, they're service industry jobs. I'm not pretending they're not. This is we are well past the time of middle class jobs that can help a poor person climb out of poverty and climb the economic ladder. These are not necessarily uh, upwardly mobile jobs in the tech sector. That's another case, but they're shedding jobs right now. Okay, so you you kind of agree with me that these jobs are are not the jobs that we that we would like to see. Yes, by the rules we've all agreed on, by the rules we've all agreed on, this is probably the strongest job growth in history, no doubt. I mean, we're now at 1.2 million jobs more than before the pandemic. The problem is they're not quality manufacturing jobs. The problem is unions have lost so much power in the last 40 years, and you can trace the decline of middle-class buying power directly with the decline of union power in this country. So, you know, when I say created this many jobs, I'm not saying that this is Eisenhower, and these are jobs with union protection building cars on the line in Detroit. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we're we're definitely on the same page. And then about the only other thing I'd like to say is I'm just very disappointed in Sleepy Joe. I mean, gosh darn, man. He's going he's gonna to go along with this Willow project. Uh, he's going to get reelected. That's why he's doing it. Joe Biden, you should be expecting to see Joe Biden do lots of things to start pivoting to the center. And I'm not going to hold off on criticizing him. I still hope he gets reelected if he's the nominee. I tell liberals, you got somebody better that can that can get the nomination and win. Show me. I'll support that guy or woman instead. But Joe Joe Biden has pivoted completely from his promise to never, never, never have any drilling in the Arctic. And he owns that that flip flop Uh, to say nothing of, you know, what we just saw with all of the, you know, anti defund the police stuff. We know he never supported defund the police, but he got all in on beating up on the police reforms in D.C. because he's trying to show he's tough on crime. He's trying to take away the biggest arguments Republicans will use against him in two years. And I get that politically. It's smart. Environmentally, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just I'm really disappointed. I'm an environmentalist, you know, and I, you know, I got younger kids, you know, in in their 30s. You know, I all can I always I basically, you know, told them that when the last time to vote, you know, I said, come on, you got you got to vote Democrat this time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they all went along with me. But I'm just so I'm just very disappointed that I understand on the environment. I mean, all these even these oil and gas leases. He's given more of those than, I know. than Trump's given away. You know? He has, and that's another right-wing lie, because they're choosing not to drill on these lands. They're doing stock buybacks and not actually drilling. The, the leases are already approved. I mean, Joe Biden has been, like Obama before him, very, very friendly to drilling. But I think Joe Biden is the greatest environmentalist we've ever had in the White House, and I think this is the kind of compromise you should expect Democrats to make. It's nowhere near on the level of Bill Clinton illiberalism but it's 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 there and joe biden owns it and i'm sure joe biden will do a lot of things to try to help the environment to balance it out but this to me looks like him saying the wall street i'm your boy reelect me we'll see what happens all right john well thanks for taking my call and you have a great what a pleasure steve out there great to hear from you thank you for your service in our navy and be safe in chicago much love to you and your family we gotta take a quick break we'll be right back this is progress Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748. Hey, this hour is dedicated to the great state of North Carolina, which finally agreed to start taking... Medicare matching funds from the federal government this week. Welcome to Obamacare. Better late than never. Here's Joe Biden earlier today. He was in uh, Las Vegas talking about all the times the Republican Congress tried to repeal the Affordable Care Act. It's hard to believe, but they've already voted to change or get rid of the Affordable Care Act since it passed 50 times. Five zero. They failed every time. And the one thing I want you to know about the Affordable Care Act is that uh, the way for people of pre-existing conditions to get health care, if you have a pre-existing condition and you can't afford your health care, your private plans, you do not get coverage anywhere. And this is the only outfit. If, in fact, you do away with the Affordable Care Act, if you have, an, if you have a pre-existing condition, you don't get coverage otherwise. If MAGA Republicans had their way, as many as 100 million people with pre-existing conditions would lose their protection. That's a fact. And folks, look, the Affordable Health Care Act is also a means by which millions of hardworking Americans have access to preventative care, like cancer screenings. MAGA Republicans put that at risk as well. Nearly 40 million Americans would be in danger of losing coverage completely if they were to succeed. Boom. For more, let's go to, oh, you know, it, we are ready. Are we ready for him? Is he here? Is he in the wings? Uh, we are blessed every Wednesday night to have one of the greatest players in the game, a terrific comedian and broadcaster and actor and podcaster. Look, you know Keith Price. He was part of the legendary morning show at the late lamented Breakthrough Channel, OutQ. He was the first openly gay black radio host at Sirius XM. Be sure to catch his wonderful Broadway podcast, Keith Price's Curtain Call, Comedy Daddy. Welcome back. Well, hi, John. How you doing? Hi, everybody. Very, What's going down? How are you, sir? It's good to see you. You've been very busy. Yeah. Well, this week I'm I'm covering some work at the Jonas Brothers, so I'm being screened by a lot of teenagers. People How's that, that look, going? Well, I mean, people that think they're still teenagers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's like that, huh? It's kind of like that. But you it's know like what? when the 45-year-old hey. Hanson fans come up in the van. You're, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a few of them there. And it's, so it's like, you know, but the thing is, is for me is like, he's that group, you know, the Jonas Brothers is not part of my musical. Upbringing. Oh, really? Oh, really? The Jonas Brothers is not part of your musical upbringing? <laughs> the gay Crazy, black gentleman? Right? Really? That <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I want to give you points for calling them a group and not a band. I love you a little bit more because you called them a group. And I, I just, 
I, I want to thank. I'm not going to beat up on the Jonas Brothers, but but I, yeah, I hope you had a good time. They're, they are doing they're doing what they need to do, and it's great because they're getting appreciated and people are getting to work because they are working. So there you more go. Power to Look everybody you. involved. You know? Beautiful. But it's Beautiful. but it's funny though because it's like, you know, sad to say that you know the excitement of a concert at my age in my age range now is like. Ooh, Madonna's going out again? Really? Like, <laughs> now that's intriguing. <laughs> and she is. She is going out again. But I, that, that's listen. I like. I I I went and saw Bob Dylan. You know, for the millionth time at age eighty-one, and I went and saw Lord with Run the Jewels in Brooklyn. And I, you know, I I I just I want to see interesting you shows musically. Down. You know, you, you, you get out I there get easily. I try. I mean, you know, I'm trying, trying a little bit post-pandemic, but still, it's scary. How, how? Let me ask you, what was it like? Just no masks. Everyone feels safe. We're pi- beyond are, all that. Yeah, people are not wearing masks, but I am. I still yeah. do. Do you have because, to? Uh, no, it's not. We're not required anymore. We can go maskless if we choose. But I choose right. not to, only because I, I'm in coming in contact. Especially when I'm working every day, I'm coming in contact with like you know relatively 1600 you know people every day you know at every any show in a full house there's 1600 people and so like you know i I don't know where they come from i don't know what they're doing we don't you know (laughs) i have to you know and not for nothing they're jonas brothers fans my god they who knows what they're tracking in then exactly there was a girl that actually i was talking to her before the show started and she flew in from hawaii that same day to see that show and wow. i was like oh, wow that's great that's great and she was like trying to get tickets to see the other nights but she i don't think she's be able to do it. but i mean it's like that's the kind of and she spent a lot of money for the tickets that she had sitting in the rear mezzanine so you can imagine. all i'll say is keith if you get a chance try to watch the south park episode about the jonas brothers and disney from a few years ago <laughs> it's i know they don't wear the purity rings anymore but it's really worth seeing <laughs> so so it's interesting you know like i said it's, it's an interesting crowd of people but but like I don't, I you know the, the theaters, um, uh, all of the theater, Broadway theaters now, as I believe, are doing no masks, except yes, the Manhattan Theater Clubs, the Friedman Theater, they have a production of I think it's called 1976 or something that's coming up with Jessica Hecht and Laura Linney, and okay. that theater on the Sunday shows and the thir- and the Tuesday shows masks are required because that's when so a lot of seniors come that's when the old folks exactly. come and so you want to make it safer because that's what non dicks do you try to make things exactly. safer for people with more exposed immune systems i mean exactly. you look in new york you could forget the covid ever happened until you get on the subways i find <laughs> you know like, and the other day i accidentally got on all the party upstairs my all mask. The- yeah. I forgot my mask and I, I was brazenly walking to the subway, not thinking and not being conscious. And then I got on the subway and then I realized that I didn't have my mask, nor did I have an extra one in my pocket. So I just mm. sat there just going, OK, if I get sick, I know that it's because of this specific day, because generally speaking, <laughs> I'm never without a mask. So that day will be the day if I wind up getting something. We'll nice. see. But Keith, like I said, no cold in th- almost three years. So you go figure. There you go. Yeah, you're you're way ahead of me. My cold was so much worse than my COVID was. Uh, Keith, we have, there there's so much to cover. So much fuckery yeah. in the in the news tonight. Uh, former producer for Fox News, former Tucker Carlson producer, we found out in the text was um, referring to the election deniers as terrorists. Uh, especially dumb terrorists. His name is Alex Pfeiffer, and this is in the text that Dominion released where where Tucker said, I hate Trump passionately. Uh, But but his producer, Alex, said, 
These people are terrorists. They're cousin-fucking types, not Saudi royalty. And I just don't know how to handle agreeing with a Tucker Carlson producer, Keith. I feel like I've done something wrong now. I've lost my way. Well, you know, you got to admit that it, 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 it confirms everything that most of us have always believed, which is they don't believe the shit that they're peddling. Either. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Great point. So like great point. So they they all this this Dominion done has done is pulled back the curtain now. So we really see what the little man in the back is really thinking. And so right. you know, so <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they just never thought that anybody would ever read their texts or their emails or anything. Of course they didn't think anyone ever read it. Of course they didn't. They get to be themselves. They're they get to be who they really are, not the people they are in front of the cameras for Fox. And that's how we know how much they hate Trump and how much they all know that Trump was lying all along. Where's the accountability for these people? I I, well, I don't think we're ever going to see it. No, there isn't any. And and what's amazing is that even with that information that is now out there, you will still have to c- convince me on them and Pawpaw and them that have been sitting <laughs> watching Fox all along that the people that they've been listening to and, and getting information from never believed the stuff that they were telling you. But they'll never less, know. They'll never know, they'll, Keith. They'll never know from them because they're not going to you know, lift up their own curtain. You know, yeah. they're, they're banking on the fact that, you know, you can just they can say to them, well, those people are just saying that because they don't like us. And that's the reason why you should listen to them, because you know what we're saying is the truth. They're just trying to make us look like liars. And they believe but, nothing. You know, they believe nothing. believe nothing. They, they believe, believe any nothing. No, they're listen. I always say this: if they if they really cared about abortion, they'd talk about sex ed. They'd talk about birth control. They don't care. If they really hated undocumented immigration, they'd say, "Let's lock up all these people who are hiring." These undocumented, mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. care. They they don't care about trans kids. Trans people have been around for years. They were never they were never useful before. Notice they've nope. dropped. Be afraid of Muslims. They they they, they dropped. Mm-hmm. Muslims are going to come get you. They dropped. Uh, gay marriage will lead to breakdown of the family system. They they dropped. They dropped that. Yep. <laughs> like they dropped gays in the military. Unit cohesion. They, like whatever scares the gullible white people is what the GOP believes in. And when it doesn't track anymore, they find something new to scare them with. We want to go to the amazing phones. To me. Go I was say, but it's just amazing to me that it continues on. Like it's sort of like it feels like infinitely this will continue. Like we will never ever get them to understand that their their sense of wanting to be different or having differences is based in stupidness. <laughs> like, you know, right. you, you're being contrary for no real reason. You know, it's like, because the things you're being contrary against are things that don't affect you if you choose to believe the way you believe. So you well, don't have to Well, I mean, they're being contrary for a reason. Who are we talking about? The politicians being contrary for no reason? Well, you I know, mean... like, like, you know, these, these people that are like these pro-lifers that are carrying on and, you know, no abortions or these are terrible this is awful and it's like well here's the, the thing you don't have to get one if you don't want one and if you don't believe in one then you don't have to have it however that's your choice that's your yeah. freedom to do whatever that's you it. want but for you to say that i can't have that because you don't like it and you don't think it should exist i'm sorry that's not a valid enough reason for you to even continue arguing with someone like that's just a stupid reason I completely like agree. It. 
I completely so agree. I, mm. we, we have a lot of ground to cover. I got a lot of stories I got to run by you, Comedy Talk Daddy. We have a lot of people on the phone want to weigh in tonight. A lot of outrage. Uh, a lot of a lot of things to make fun of as well. Uh, let me go to William, who is calling from the beautiful city of Toronto, which I miss so much. William, oh, hello Toronto. and welcome. It's always a pleasure to have someone from the great state of Canada. Hello. There you go. Thank you. The uh, the fifty first state. Absolutely. There you go. Never, but uh, yes, we are here to scare the hell out of you guys. That's our. I think that's our America's <laughs> karma. Uh, you know, there, again, to, to refer back to the uh, the South Park com, uh, episode, there's a great South Park episode where they all rock up. Yep, there's big. There, we built the wall. We mm-hmm. built the wall. Oh, keep Canada. Us, yes, that's it. That's it. Uh, but I wanted to well, ask- I think Canada Canada built started building a wall as soon as we took Bieber. I think that was when they should have started it. But go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to ask you at what point, like, where at what point do we, the consumers of this media, and again, having a bit of a interesting viewpoint, being uh, being north of the border, but at what point does the media start to finally just lose it? Like, I can, I can only imagine the old school, like. The, the old boiler rooms where they would be in the back room with the, with the newspapers with lots of, well, white men smoking and lots of whiskey being drunk. But at what point right. finally, those, those, those rooms must be, they must be losing their minds. What but do you mean by lose it? What do, you, what do you mean? Go, at, just lose it on the people and say, what do you mean by DEI? What do you mean oh. by woke? You're not, and, and then you're saying this, that is not true that is a lie what like right are, it's this it's this lovely euphemistic nonsense when you know i thought they were the party of you know true spokenness they could take it you're a liar yeah. you're lying that's a lie and and i just don't understand anymore as a, as a consumer of that media i'm freaking out i feel like the people can i can i tell you uh, can i can i tell you the the simple reason can i explain it for you i'll break it down really simple um what you're talking you're talking about the media when you should be talking about journalists it is the job of journalists to ask those difficult (laughs) questions and seek the truth it is the job of media to get ratings and eyeballs and clicks that is it. Media has to satisfy their shareholders with uh, with with high ratings so they can charge more for diaper ads. That's media. <laughs> Journalists have to satisfy God's hunger for truth. So it's a subtle difference. Um, I don't expect hmm. truth from the media at all. And so I don't get disappointed by it too much. It's there for entertainment and amusement. I, I, I think journalism is a different kind of creature. Oh, you know what? I, I, you're, you know, you make you make a, you make a very very good point, and I think that that's mm-hmm. the thing. And I wish the journalists. Oh, that's good because I just stole all of that from a old Jeff Foxworthy uh, act. So that's good to know. <laughs> you might you you might be a serious radio. <laughs> you might be an intellectual redneck. If, yeah, no, um, mm-hmm. just kidding. Yeah, but that that that's it. I mean, look, I want the media to crusade for truth. I want the media to fight. For the less fortunate, I want media to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. But that's me putting my wants on media. Media's job is to turn a profit. We have to think in terms of corporate America. You know, and as George Carlin used to say, you find a way to make money off of housing the homeless and you'll see homelessness go away. (laughs) Journalists have to tell the truth. The media has to get ratings. And as as, uh, Carlin also would say, F. Tucker, Tucker sucks. Yeah, fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. That's correct. <laughs> Hi, Tucker. You know that Keith George Carlin had this whole bit on one of the final albums where he just talked about guys named Tucker and Todd. 
Hi, Todd. Hi, Tucker. Just, that was it. And, and I think of it all the time now with this lipless monstrosity on Fox. Wow. Wow. You're going yeah. in on him. But, uh, you know, oh, no. But, here, but, but, you know, there he is. It's sort of like, you know, I remember we were talking about Rush Limbaugh when he died yes. and how, you know, him being gone and the shit that's been left behind because of him. Like, this, that's right. All of this. All of this is a, a part of that that ick that's been left behind. But and, Keith, look at how much people miss worse. Rush Limbaugh. Look at look at all the good he did in the world and how it lives on after him. Look at all the look at how people love him and speak so far. People talk about him all the time and bring up his most brilliant thoughts and all the predictions he made that were proven right. My God, just imagine being that powerful and famous and being forgotten within five years of your death. That's within Limbaugh. five. Years. We looked upon his mighty works and despaired. Oh. Hey, write that down. That's a good one, William. Write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Pleasure to hear from you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We're at 866-997-4748. Okay, what, what would you say is the height of hubris, Keith? What is what is like the most like, check out the big dick on this guy, the height of arrogance? What what what, what would be just so so ridiculous to you? Because I'm looking be for- ridiculous to me? George Santos is going to run for re-election. <laughs> I I'm trying to think of something more absurd than this. <laughs> just, you know what? Good for him. You know what I'm saying? I because yeah. at this point now, if anybody gets on that bandwagon and supports that again, knowing everything that we now know, there was you know, then we could just say that our political system is really just fucked because. <laughs> there's no way that any there's just no way that someone could be You're that right. blatant of a liar on either side of the aisle and be able to get away with it you know what i'm saying but and, you know why he can you know why he can because he's yeah. a republican elected in a district that biden won by 10 points so they're mm-hmm. not going to try to recall him because a democrat would win so kevin mccarthy will protect him will protect mm-hmm. him like clint eastwood in the line of fire will jump in front of a bullet for him he just filed yesterday a 2024 statement of candidacy with the Federal Election Commission. He's going to seek another two-year term in the House, and I say more power to him. He is the most qualified Republican we have. There is no Republican. I mean, he lied about 9-11. When you lie about 9-11 and the Holocaust, God damn, I take off my scarf to you. He is the most Republican of all Republicans. But you got to admit, though, that's the height of hubris. You have to talk about the fact that, you know, Donald Trump is still talking about running for presidency, even though he's got how many different court cases? 49,000 court cases. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, around the country. And his his approach is to not give a shit, basically, about the fact that all these things are happening and just move forward with what his plans are. And because nobody is holding him accountable He's just going to push right on through. And if that man actually gets that that uh, nomination, I, I swear, I don't know what will happen. Like this, Donald this country will have to it will flip upside down. It will flip upside yeah. down. Like we will I began the show tonight. With a, world. I began the show tonight with a long monologue about exactly that, because I, I I'm not really afraid of Ron DeSantis anymore. I, I, I think Donald Trump's going to do it. I think he's going to take so much money from so many foreign entities if yeah. he gets indicted, he's gonna. That's gonna play into his victimhood narrative. I, I think he's gonna cheat in so many ways. I think Elon Musk is gonna will. help him cheat in so many ways. That yeah, we know that he. That's the thing. We know that he will cheat. 
he doesn't have a problem with us knowing that he will cheat because in his mind he will win and so when he wins it doesn't matter and it's like you know i again how do you how do we as a country keep letting this guy you know have so much so much mouth and be able to talk so much crap and we just let him do it like we you, you know like you you cannot tell me that with all of this information that they've gathered together, that they could not have put together the pieces of this January 6th conspiracy. I agree. It's like, you cannot tell me that they do not know that, yes, Donald Trump was involved with any of this conversation. It's like, there's no way that the person that's going to benefit the most from this whole experience is not going to know what's happening. It's going to all be a surprise. Like, oh Oh my my God, God, really? You're so right. I'm still You're president. So right. What? Like, no way. <laughs> That's crazy. Let me, let, me, uh, let me go to the phones one more time before the next break. But there's, we have a lot to discuss, including this guy, Randy McNally, uh, in, in George, who I just love. He's my new favorite politician in America. Uh, not Rand McNally, someone who's more lost. Frederick in Maryland, <laughs> thank you for your patience on hold. Hey, hello, John. Hello. John, can you hear me? I sure can. Hi. Hey, hey. I love your show. I've been listening to it for like last ever since the pandemic started. Thanks, man. I love the I love the music, the music part about it. Thank so I you. know you love the band. I know you love Bob Dylan. I know <laughs> some of the Doors and Janis Joplin. I never heard you talk about the dead much. I didn't. Funny what you feel. Toy, toy oh, I'm sorry. I, today's Phil Lesh's birthday. I began the show wishing Phil yes. Lesh a happy birthday. I, I missed the beginning of the call. Yeah, he's eighty third. Yeah, he's eighty third. I, 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 you know what? My my tribute to the Grateful Dead is that I tend to go on and on and on for so long. People wonder if I have a point or I'm ever going to stop. <laughs> so in that sense, I'm sort of like a long jam session from the late eighties. But right, I had the great right. pleasure of seeing the Grateful Dead's final New York City shows in 1995. It was the first time I ever went to see him. I was really young, and then Jerry died a couple weeks later. Uh, yeah, but when yeah. I finally saw them live, I was like, wow, I totally get it. Seeing right. them live, yeah. I t- totally been, get it. It's all about the musicianship yeah, and about the groove. Yeah, he, he lost his mojo by then. But No, he was great. By the way, I, I if I'm listening to music around the house, I like the Jerry Garcia band more than the great Right, band. right. It's a whole different animal, pretty much. Yeah, those are fighting words in some some quarters, but yeah. So there you go. (laughs) But that's all. I saw. I just. I don't. Sorry, I missed the beginning of the show. That's okay. I'll talk about the Grateful Dead all day. I I, listen. I I mimicked Jerry Jerry's nutrition habits for so long as a tribute to him. So yeah. And I know sometimes I get people get overwhelming about it. There's lots of so many new bands out there that. inspire from from them you know yes you know? yeah i'm more of a velvet underground man myself to be honest i think they're the most influential right. american band ever Giddy, but right, i I, right. I love the dead i love what they represent and i'm really really grateful i got to go to uh two of their final shows i got to see what that was all about and i loved it yeah and that and yeah they said your show is great and it, the world's so crazy right now i mean the stuff the crazy republicans are putting <laughs> out there is just yeah mind-boggling and Anyway, I just want to say great show, and thanks well, for letting thanks. me call. thanks. Call in more any time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I we have a lot of... Uh, my name's Fred. I'm from Maryland, in western Maryland, kind of near you, the Fred. West Virginia border a little bit. <laughs> but oh, right on. That far out, out to the crazy people. <laughs> All right. Take care. I love Maryland. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is Sirius XM. I'm John Fugelsang. Peace. <laughs> 